Hey friends, thanks for coming back for another episode of Unraveled, Untamed, and Reframed. I'm grateful that you gave me another shot to open your mind. I understand that this may have been tough to listen to for some, and I'm so grateful that you've come back for more. This is episode five. To be absolutely clear, I am not trying to take anyone away from their faith. I am not starting a new religion, nor do I want to be any kind of a spiritual leader. I am sharing my story, and I'm opening the door for those who have been turned away by the traditional church or for those who feel like their current belief system is no longer serving them. The traditional Southern Baptist Church didn't work for me. No matter how many times I asked Jesus to come into my heart, no matter how many services I went to, or verses I memorized, or prayers I prayed, I still felt empty inside. I did all of the things that I was taught by the Bible, and I was an absolute disaster of a person just trying to be a good Christian. I was depressed and at times suicidal, all because I was trying to be someone I wasn't. And this was all happening before I realized that I was gay. Everyone in my world believed this belief system was the only way, and so I went along with my parents and my peers. My personal peace and happiness did not matter in this scenario. I was taught to sacrifice everything for Jesus. I was taught that going to traditional church, asking Jesus to be my Lord and Savior, and following the Bible's teaching as translated by my pastor was the only way to eternal life and relationship with God. After I figure out who I was and that my home church was no longer an option, I had to find another path for my spiritual life. I was not ready to believe that God would just turn his back on me. I am not anti-God or anti-Jesus in any way. My critique is sourced in the mindset that we need someone or something to become whole and that we have to follow a spiritual path paved by somebody else. I believe that we are perfectly created exactly as we were meant to be. The 100% responsibility to find peace, love, acceptance, and connection is by looking within, loving oneself just as you are, and operating in a genuine state of gratitude. Many of you may be familiar with Pastor Rick Warren. He released the book, The Purpose Driven Life, in 2002. It was an immediate success and has sold millions of copies. He is also the founder of Saddleback Church, an evangelical Baptist megachurch in Lake Forest, California. Recently, Warren broke with the Southern Baptist Convention because he now believes that women are acceptable to serve as pastors. His megachurch was promptly ousted from the Southern Baptist Convention 
due to ordaining three female pastors. This difference of interpretation and the flipping of doctrine is exactly what I'll be talking about today. Follow me here. Listen close because I'm about to give you some numbers to chew on. There are 31,102 verses in the Bible, and there are over 2,000 versions to date. It's no wonder that we fight over this book. Humans can argue over the best way to put on pants. Also, if it was perfect when written, as many Christians believe, why so many versions? Shouldn't it remain as one version? When does it become imperfect? Remember, these many translations don't just fall out of the sky from God. They are converted and communicated by humans. Think about this. According to LiveScience.com and other several online sources, there are over 45,000 Christian denominations in the world today. 45,000. And that's just the Christians. Each of these different church denominations were created because someone else's interpretation didn't work for them, so they splintered off and started their own. That faith system, doctrine, or biblical interpretation didn't align with their own personal understanding, so they created a new brand and people followed. This has happened over 45,000 times. If this doesn't breed confusion, I don't know what would. It's no wonder why we feel the need to have a pastor or minister to guide us. We've been taught that we can't trust ourselves, so we keep doing the things that we've always done. The church has convinced us that we need to keep coming back, that we can't possibly have a thriving relationship with God if we're not inside the church at least once a week. Like a hospital, the church needs its people to need care and direction so they can survive. After hearing my podcast, I had a friend from my high school church youth group reach out to me. We met up here at the studio last weekend. She's going through her own deconstruction and reconstruction of faith. She talked about how interracial marriage was considered a sin when we were growing up, until one of our white friends married a black man. Then the stance changed. She asked me if I thought they would change their beliefs on gay people. She wondered what else would change. These and further shifts in church doctrine opened her heart to other possibilities. We talked for almost three hours. She said several times that she has no one to talk openly with. I felt a deep sadness for her. Everyone in her world is tied to the church, and she doesn't feel safe talking to any of them. I know the feeling. I didn't have the answers for her. 
I just sat and listened and felt so honored that she trusted me. When I was 16, I was ordered to go to two AA meetings a day. Yes, I was a bit of a wild child. I was paired with a sponsor who met me there, who chain smoked and drank black coffee all day long. In those meetings, I saw many desperate people who shared their stories week after week. When they got up to speak, they would say, I'm so-and-so and I'm an alcoholic. And then they were allowed to share. We've all heard this story. This is not information, new information for most of you. It's almost become a joke when you overindulge or need to recognize you have a problem. I'm Christina. I'm addicted to podcasts. Step one, recognizing that you have a problem. Think about what that statement, though, does to one's psyche. You identify yourself as an alcoholic repeatedly before you are allowed to speak. Do you not have any other identifying features or qualities? How about your name, not attached to your disease? I understand that AA has helped countless people who struggle with addiction. Really countless because it's anonymous. But labeling them with a negative just rubs me wrong. Why do we need to be constantly reminded and talk about our flaws? What would happen if we focused on our gifts and talents instead? What if we got up every day and worked on our passions and our purpose? I just don't buy the messages and the constant reminders that we are broken in some way. When I got outside of the church walls and away from the echo chamber of sin and salvation, my world got brighter. The people on the outside weren't the miserable, awful, self-serving Satanists that I was warned about. I met pagans who treated the earth with more respect than any Christian I had known. I met people who practiced Buddhism who were kind, peaceful, and grateful. They weren't bogged down with their life of sin. I met people who had zero religious affiliation who lived a life serving others in our community. I met atheists who spent their free time rescuing and rehoming as many dogs as they could. I did not have these experiences with people inside of my church. As my life evolved, so did my faith. I had to understand why my life didn't completely implode like my family and church friends assured me that it would if I lived life as a gay woman. I had to understand why I had such peace when I was told that I would be separated from God because of my, quote, sin. Why did my career start to take off when I started living authentically me? Why did I find my person, the one who gets me, the one I want to do life with? Why was I finally secure financially for the first time in my adult life? Things were aligning and blossoming instead of falling apart, and I needed to understand why. 
This need for understanding is what led me to where I am today. I have trouble with the verbiage that was used in my church years because of the way it was used against me. I believe there is a God, but sometimes I refer to it as the universe, but other times that feels weird too. I believe that faith is bigger than we allow it to be. I believe that sometimes we let language and verbiage get in the way of faith and connection. I believe that we are at our best when we are paying attention to our mission and our purpose here on earth. I believe that when we honor ourselves, we are also honoring the Creator. I believe that faith is personal and that no one has the right to argue with what it looks like for you. I believe that the Bible can be used for good and bad depending on whose hands it's in. If it brings you peace and connection, read it every day. If you feel the need to convert others, don't. They don't have your experiences. Live your life in a way that honors your personal faith. You don't need to put your faith in a box and label it. Your faith is as unique as you are. Give up the guilt. It's not doing you any good. Walk away from shame. If you are created in the image, then shame has no place in your space. Look for the good. It's everywhere if you pay attention. Be free to be 100% you. If you're not, you're insulting the Creator. Invest time into getting to know yourself and how your faith works. Are you just repeating and believing in a certain system because that's what worked for your parents or your friends? Is it really feeding you? Have you ever dared to ask? It's a scary thing when your faith gets questioned. It can unravel whole systems of structure, leaving you without any firm ground. I encourage you to get brave and do some digging. Find what fits to make the best you. And remember this, no one has it all figured out or has a one-size-fits-all faith. Thank you again for listening. I hope you go on with your day and think about these tough topics. I'd be humbled if you would take a few seconds to subscribe, like, share, review, follow, or do any of those other things that make these podcasts possible. And keep reaching out. I'd love to hear your thoughts and ideas. All right, let's take a big, peaceful breath in. Hold it. And a big, peaceful breath out. Repeat if necessary. 
Much love to you all. This podcast was recorded at the CoLab Studios in Clearwater, Florida. If you want to record your own podcast, shoot us a message in the comments below.